Hello and welcome to St Tom's Online. Please find this morning's recording of Morning Prayer. Good morning and uh, welcome to St Tom's Morning Prayer this Friday the 30th of July and you wouldn't know it from the weather but hey isn't it lovely as followers of Jesus the sun is always risen and uh, even when the cloud cover of life makes that difficult to see it's still true and so because we worship a risen Lord who is living who has been raised from the dead I'm always so excited when we get a chance to celebrate the difference that makes in people's lives. And today, if you've had a chance to look at the order of our service, you will see that the person and people that we're asked to remember today are William Wilberforce, Oloda Equiano, and Thomas Clarkson, anti-slavery campaigners, 1833, 1797, and 1846. Uh, They left us to go to be with the Lord, but what a legacy those guys left. And I just thought it was worth mentioning at the start in this massive conversation around Black Lives Matter and slavery in history. Isn't it wonderful to remember that it was Bible believing evangelical Christians who ridded the world of American in particular, transatlantic slavery in their day. Of course, it's still a massive issue. Of course, modern trafficking and slavery still exists but isn't it wonderful to know that it's bible believing christians who were at the forefront of abolition and if you know anything about me you'll know that that is my passion i hope you'll excuse my indulgence but as the chair of Moggahanger park as you can see from the uh, picture that sits behind me either side of the picture of pip you can see how important the place where the Thornton family used to live is to me and the way it's being used today to help culture consider the big claims of the scripture. Well, that's introduction. Should we go straight to our preparation? Oh Lord, open our lips and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. The night has passed and the day lies open before us. Let us pray with one heart and mind. And as is our custom, shall we keep a moment of silence to contemplate that yesterday is now yesterday. Today has begun. As we rejoice in the gift of this new day, so may the light of your presence, O God, set our hearts on fire with love for you, now and forever. Amen. And as an inspiration through William Wilberforce in particular, whose heart was set on fire, particularly by the amazing grace of the Lord. And so shall we worship with the words that John Newton, one of his friends, and a slave driver who came to know the Lord and become an abolitionist. Isn't it amazing that that's the story behind this worship song?
How wonderful to hear those words again. And as I can see, a few of you uh, love that version. And I've got to be honest, it's probably my favorite hymn. And if you remember the bagpipes, uh, when it was number one in the charts in the late 70s, uh, I still think uh, that is a beautiful version as well. But it comes from the heart of wanting to see people free, people under persecution. And again, as William and the 
abolitionists are on our hearts today, we come to the word of God. And as is our custom, the psalm that is set for today is our next time together in the word. And here we are with Psalm 31. In you, O Lord, have I taken refuge. Let me never be put to shame. Deliver me in your righteousness. Incline your ear to me. Make haste to deliver me. Be my strong rock, a fortress to save me, for you are my rock and my stronghold. Guide me and lead me for your name's sake. Take me out of the net that they have laid secretly for me, for you are my strength. Into your hands I commend my spirit, for you have redeemed me, O Lord God of truth. I hate those who cling to worthless idols. I put my trust in the Lord. I will be glad and rejoice in your mercy, for you have seen my affliction and known my soul in adversity. You have not shut me up in the hand of the enemy. You have set my feet in an open place. Have mercy on me, Lord, for I am in trouble. My eye is consumed with sorrow, my soul and my body also. For my life is wasted with grief and my years with sighing. My strength fails me because of my affliction and my bones are consumed. I have become a reproach to all my enemies and even to my neighbours. An object of dread to my acquaintances. When they see me in the street, they flee from me. I am forgotten like one that is dead, out of mind. I have become like a broken vessel. For I have heard the whispering of the crowd. Fear is on every side. They scheme together against me and plot to take my life. But my trust is in you, O Lord. I have said you are my God. My times are in your hand. Deliver me from the hand of my enemies and from those who persecute me. Make your face to shine upon your servant and save me for your mercy's sake. Lord, let me not be confounded, for I have called upon you, but let the wicked be put to shame. Let them be silent in the grave. Let the lying lips be put to silence that speak against the righteous with arrogance, disdain and contempt. How abundant is your goodness, O Lord, which you have laid up for those who fear you, which you have prepared in the sight of all. For those who put their trust in you. You hide them in the shelter of your presence from those who slander them and keep them safe in your refuge from the strife of tongues. Blessed be the Lord, for he has shown me his steadfast love when I was as a city besieged. I had said in my alarm, I have been cut off from the sight of your eyes. Nevertheless, you heard the voice of my prayer when I cried out to you. Love the Lord, all you his servants, for the Lord protects the faithful, but repays to the full. The proud, be strong and let your heart take courage, all you who wait in hope for the Lord. And as I reflected on this this morning, and I know it comes up very often throughout the Psalms, have you noticed this? The believer, the person that wants to follow the Lord, is going to have a difficult life 
if they're expecting to be popular. It looks sadly, as it was for Jesus, of course, that we will be Marmite, <laughs> as they say today. We'll either be loved by some or really disliked, sometimes even hated by others. Brothers and sisters, I take great encouragement from this, that the normal Christian life is one that walks against the flow of the society, of the culture. And I hope you feel like me. One of the reasons I love following Jesus is that as the master, he walks in such a beautiful direction. And it is sadly the opposite direction that so much of our present culture wants to walk in. So expect that resistance, expect that difficulty, expect people to make plans that make you look stupid, all the things that people want to do. But do you see, again, as we've seen in so many of the Psalms, let's not look to that. Let's expect that. But let's look to the Lord. And the Lord vindicates. Oh, does he vindicate in his own sight anyone who puts their trust in him. So can I encourage you that whilst trouble may be the portion that we have in this life often because we follow Jesus, can you see at the end of this psalm the encouragement that what awaits us, oh, what awaits us is the possible call that we'll hear from the Lord Jesus, good and faithful servant. Our, our refrain for today, flowing from this passage, into your hands I commend my spirit. Lord Jesus Christ, when scorn and shame besiege us and hope is veiled in grief, hold us in your wounded hands and make your face shine on us again. For you are our Lord and God. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever. Amen. And our New Testament passage allotted for today <clears throat> will address this issue of this life versus the life to come. As we go to James chapter 4, starting at verse 13, through to the first six verses in chapter 5. Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such a town and spend a year there doing business and making money. Yet you do not even know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wishes, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Anyone then who knows the right thing to do and fails to do it commits sin. Come now, you rich people, weep and wail for the miseries that are coming to you. Your riches have rotted and your clothes are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver have rusted, and their rust will be evidence against you, and it will eat your flesh like fire. You have laid up treasure for the last days. Listen, the wages 
of the laborers who mowed your fields, which you kept back by fraud, cry out. And the cries of the harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord of hosts. You have lived on the earth in luxury and in pleasure. You have fattened your hearts on a day of slaughter. You have condemned and murdered the righteous one who does not resist you. Wow. James. James has really set the cat amongst the pigeons with the words that the Holy Spirit gave him to include in God's Bible. These words of God do come with fresh force these days, do they not? You probably, like me, have heard of the 14, sorry, 40 billion pounds profit the five biggest tech companies in the world have made in the last 12 months. The inequalities that have stretched. I believe it's true to say that 1% of the world's population owns 88% of its wealth. And within that 1%, very few, maybe less than 20, own over half of that. Wow, that is something that challenges me today. Does it you? If like my household finances, um, you were praying for enough, <laughs> that enough would be enough. Um, then I hope you take encouragement from this. Our lives are not measured by how much wealth we have, but rather who we trust, who we look to, the righteous one, the Lord Jesus Christ. Some of us <clears throat> will be called to have wealth, but as Jesus said, it becomes very difficult to enter the kingdom of God, not to be saved, but to enter the kingdom, to live a kingdom lifestyle, to enter into the kingdom life when you're seeking to retain or make money. So please take encouragement from this passage today <clears throat> that there is a day coming when all that has been amassed in this world is left behind. As Jesus said, send on instead treasure. Send it on ahead into heaven for the day when true treasure will be reckoned to us, not by how much we amassed in money or wealth, but how we have served, lived and followed the master. And there we are. What a challenge as we come to pray to him. And thank you for sending in your requests, <clears throat> particularly, um, Leslie, thank you. We're going to pray, Lord Jesus, for Richard's knee as it's swollen up really a lot and ask that you will bring healing. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Also, we pray for Jim. We love to pray for animals as well, Lord. We thank you that uh, William Wilberforce uh, loved animals, Lord. He showed us uh, that in his own life, but then formed the RSPCA. So again, because he's being remembered today, we thank you that we can pray for Jim, that lovely dog. He's broken his toe again and he made knee surgery. We just pray that that will happen well, because we know the great pleasure that pets give us, Lord, as they give us that beautiful echo back to Eden 
back to Eden and when the relationship between us as human beings and animals was so much closer. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Roxanne, we pray for your health. Lord Jesus, come and heal our sister. Take her from strength to strength, we pray. And that, Lord, you would walk ahead of her. Thank you that it's that way that you guide us, that she may step in your steps. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And, Lord, we'd love to join Ruth praying for her niece's daughter, Taylor, 13 years old, Lord, who is undergoing the first of two surgeries today. Bless her to straighten her legs. Oh, Lord. So often in the scriptures, we read about, read about those who were lame that you mended. Lord, would you guide the surgeon's hand to achieve two fantastic operations. May we ask for straight legs in Jesus' name. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Roxanne, we join with you again to pray for your friend recovering from surgery. Lord, we thank you that surgery when done well is such an evidence of the progress you have given man to make under your guiding hand. But your healing gift, the gift by your spirit that can accelerate recovery, is what we ask for this morning. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And Julie, we join with you for your prayers for the orphans in Zimbabwe. Lord, thank you that Julie has brought this orphanage to us over time now and we can really get involved thank you for the raising of over 560 pounds to provide them with solar panels to generate their own electricity may this be an encouragement to them and as the children there see the way in which the sun can power energy may they give glory not to the sun but to the sun lord in your mercy hear our prayer. Lord, I just, on behalf of the church, as we do pretty much every day, just ask again that you will guide the selection of our youth, family and children's minister. Lord, allow those who have responsibility to consider the applications, to potentially have the interviews, that they would hear your voice as the candidate that we pray for would arise and likewise hear your voice. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And of course, Lord, we pray as those packs go out when people ask for more information about the appointment here of a new vicar. Can we ask again that we would learn later that as we've prayed now, you have guided us to that place where there is a witness in our spirits to who you have called to come and be our vicar. We pray that for Jeff and Judy on the selection committee, that they too would have this powerful experience. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And Lord, we obviously always bring those who need healing in the fellowship to you. We continue to pray for Bob Carkey. We thank you that fall in his sight has stabilized but now lord can we pray that from the stabilized situation you would now bring more and more light lord in your mercy hear our prayer 
And we join with Lawrence, uh, Lol, praying for Chris and Karen Picard, Lord. Thank you for that family. Thank you for Karen's steady faith in you. So we pray now that Chris would gain strength, even this morning, to enable him to come home. For we ask this again, Jesus, in your name. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Thank you. It's been wonderful to pray with you. A real sense that we're in this prayer journey together. But what a lovely way to then move into the Lord's Prayer as we're led today from Israel by Cody and Leah Archer. Shalom, Ani Liat, Cody. Hi, I am Liat and this is Cody. And we're here sitting before the Sea of Galilee in the Golan Heights in Israel. And today we're going to read from the Lord's Prayer from the book of Matthew, chapter 6, verses 9 through 13. Our Father in heaven, Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us today your da- our daily bread. And forgive us our sins. As we forgive those who sin against us. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Amen. Amen. There's Abba. Hi, guys. So we're in the second night of the Katsir Youth Camp. And you can see the youth back in here. They're having a time of worship. It's been powerful. Liad actually just uh, got up on the microphone and shared a powerful word about coming out of Egypt and its bondage and coming into the promised land and God setting us free and drowning all of our enemies. And and, uh, so it's been a powerful time so far. We just want to say thank you for standing with us, praying. Uh, We've honestly had a couple challenging nights. Uh, The youth are... They're on a different time schedule than our family. They're up late at night, and we're usually up early in the morning. So thank you for uh, praying for us. Elisha's been a good boy, but our hands have been full chasing after him. But uh, anyways, just sharing a short report. We love you, and uh, keep praying for the youth. We, We see God moving in these times of worship like no other times, so we're believing that great things will happen tonight and through the rest of the camp. Bye. And we thought you'd like to hear life on the ground in Israel with our mission partners, helping young people to grow in their faith in Jesus as Jewish people finding their Messiah. And what a great encouragement it is to us as a church to be connected to them. Thank you for reminding us of uh, the situation, Julie, um, for Cat. Lord, we bring Cat to you. Um, we ask that this long COVID issue may be dispelled please in your holy name lord enable her to begin to walk further and unaided as we ask this of you may she even experience some of this today we pray lord in your mercy 
hear our prayer. Lovely way to finish our time as we come to the conclusion. The Lord bless us and preserve us from all evil and keep us in eternal life. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. It's been a great privilege to be with you this morning. I trust that this day, Shabbat, this evening, leads into a wonderful weekend for you. It's windy, it's likely to be quite wet, but hasn't it been lovely just to be reminded that our heart's safety and its peace is not based on external circumstances, but this wonderful relationship that we're allowed to have with the Lord Jesus Christ. Have a wonderful weekend. And if you can join us on Sunday uh, for live stream, then that would be wonderful. We're not meeting as deeper until September, but uh, again, hope that we can see each other <laughs> that morning. God bless you.